0: Welcome back to the Lantern Root Cycling Podcast. We have three of these pods a year here with Benji and the rat thing in the corner for the Vuelta Espana 2021 preview supported by our show partner, Le Cole. We have three stacked teams for GC at this race. Jumbo, Visma with Roglic as their leader trying to claw back something after the Tour de France disappointment. Ineos with Bernal, Carapaz, Pidcock, Civico, the 8s. All could be leaders maybe on another team. And Bahrain bringing Landa, Arashiro, Caruso, Haig. Purdue, Paduan, Pols, Tratnik. Probably the deepest overall team. But Roglic is the favorite. Benji, I think it's like a $1.92. He's back-to-back winner. I think it's pretty appropriate he's the favorite,
1: really. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I find the same thing. He's all-out favorite based on the terrain type as well. That we'll go into in a second. But... We know that he went out of the Tour de France very early on due to the crash. And he came back very strongly in the Olympics with that time trial. It starts with a prologue here. He's likely going to be very close already in the first week. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's in the lead on Picon Blanco already, to be honest. So yeah, the parkour suits him. And the climbs are quite heavy, but there's ones out there that do fit his standard, typical medium Size mountain with very steep percentages that Roglic basically loves, and he has the benefit compared to other people that he can also punch onto a two-kilometer climb, for example, and perhaps steal a few bonus seconds like last year. Because last year, if he didn't have the bonus seconds with the loss he had on the uh, final mountain stage, he might not even have won the Vuelta. So, it does matter.
0: My concern is his team. Robert Hersink coming off the Tour de France crash and on a bit of a decline anyway. He's not so useful in the mountains, high mountains anymore. Kroosweik, an inconsistent. Nathan Van Hooydonk is no art. Cohen Bowman, Leonard Hofstetter, Sam Uman and Sepp Koos. Koos is the best mountain domestique there, but he goes missing sometimes too. I wouldn't say he's there day in, day out. Sometimes he's not. Sam Uman, Good. I think he had a good tour of Swiss, like okay, what? but um, okay, bus Country, but he's not a, he's certainly not a superstar either. It's definitely not that strong a team, Benji. And when we look over at Bahrain, Poles, Tratnik, Purun, and Hay, Caruso, Landa, that's a, and Arashira, of course. I'm actually a bit confused, Benji. How is Santiago Butrago not in the Bahrain team after his Burgos performance, second on Laguna Stanaya? Did they just want another engine? Because, Frankly, I would have dropped Wout Poles and kept in almost Arashiro. They got, I almost think, too many cooks in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, I think so as well because when I saw the team, I was like, oh, okay, Landau's leader, but then you think about Caruso's Giro and he's supposedly definitely going to be up there at certain points. Jack Haig had a great start to the Tour de France, was very good at, was it Dauphiné that he did? And... In all honesty, you've got Mater that likely won't be the leader here. That's one that I'm pretty sure about. Pollen is the weird one because you obviously had his great performance at Dauphine. But if we're looking at Burgos last week, then he was not the strongest rider at the team with Lando taking overall there. Despite him coming third, I think, in GC. So Pollen could also be a co-leader. But I think he's lacking when it comes to the time trial. Although I do remember him having decent time trials in his past somewhere. But... uh yeah, Landa Stamtrol is not amazing either. So I guess that argument counts for every cook in the kitchen there. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people in that team, but I would not underestimate Bauman on Yambo's team because the man had a really good Giro. He was eighth on Alpe 13 on Alpe Motta, 19 in the Cortina d'Ampezzo stage, 22nd on Diala. That's genuinely almost that's the second best domestique on on the team if I look at this like. He True. had a really underrated Giro and 12th in GC in the Giro as well. That's that's insanely good for Kun Bauman. And I think that he's going to be the... Yeah, but it's it's still 12th in GC, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that he's likely to be the underrated rider on the True. team. Kind of the Vingegaard goal of last year where we didn't see it coming completely before the Vuelta that he was going to be such a good helper. But I do think that Bauman will be in this Vuelta.
0: My concern more stems from their ability to control the start of stages. Yeah. I think actually, as you said, Benji, in medium mountain and the base of high mountain, even with Coos, I think they'll be they should be fine there on sort of on the the famous hockey stick shaped profiles, like we have on stage three, hockey for example. Stick. You know, pick on it. Blanco, rock up pretty flat or a little bit rolly and then smash a twenty-minute climb. I'm more concerned about their ability to control stages seventeen and eighteen. Where we are particularly stage 18, where the first climb in the first 50K is 10K is 8.5%, and we got flat before that. Nathan Van Hoydonk ain't getting over that climb. And yep. so Hessink better get over it by then, because if you don't, you're going to be trying to control the flat with Sam Moomin again. And um, he might struggle to do that. We saw it. Is this their Paranese squad? The Sam Moomin do Paranese? He did. We saw on stage eight, I wasn't too impressed with their the way they operated uh, the bones of this team in helping Roglic after that crash, and that had Hofstede, Omen, and and Kreuzweik. So that's my main concern, and I think what chance Benji, if say Roglic just has normal welter, normal TTs, climbs normally, not dominant but normal Roglic, what chance does Lander have to beat him straight up head-to-head with a 33K TT to finish? I'd say it's very, very low,
1: right? No, nah, it's like 5 to 10% if you consider that Roglic on a normal level is a equal to better climber, on paper better climber than Landa. I think Landa in his best days could be on the level of Roglic, but when it comes to the time trial, the difference is gigantic. And, so big. Yeah, he's going to take minutes likely in the time trials on this man. And in all honesty, that's where the weakness of Landa lies, but benefit of Landa lies in the fact that he's got so many cooks in the kitchen. Perhaps too many, but if it's not too many, then he's got a lot of cooks to help out. Sous chefs, we call them.
0: <laughs> well, that, so that was my point. <laughs> thanks for thanks for providing the answer I wanted, because Bahrain will know that Bahrain don't think that Robert is going to lose time to land in the final TT. So uh-huh. that's why when I'm talking about controlling stages early in the stages and about profiles, for example, that stage eighteen. You might you're going to need to have a raid. We saw it to great effect with Caruso and Najiro on that stage. He won where he attacked with Bill Bao with the DSM guys. I think they're going to have to try similar things on stage 18, where you have long valleys between these long steep climbs, where having a Tratnik with you can make a very very big difference, particularly if Roglic is having to pull himself. So I think. The way Bahrain win this welter is playing multiple cards, if they play Lander head-to-head, yeah. if Robles doesn't crash, I don't I don't see it, to be honest. And similar with Ineos, Benji Ineos team, I've mentioned them. Bernard Carapaz has no Pitcock, Puccio, Civico, Van Baal, Yates. Puccio and – oh, actually, I'd say their flat, medium, mount control is pretty solid with Van Baal, Puccio and yeah. Navais. advice.
1: I think so as well. I think Narvaez is definitely a a decent rider. We saw that the Giro already. Van Bala also decent in controlling things. And Pucho is a very underrated factor of that team always. He seems to be always the kind of rider where you're like, okay, Pucho is back again. But he feels like the road captain and he gets over climbs that you wouldn't expect him to get over, I swear, in the Alpe Mota stage, was that the last one, of the Giro we had him getting over the first climb was that the San Bernardino climb that gigantic 25 kilometer one and basically be the rider that was pacing behind the moves of Bardet and Caruso on that stage and the fact that he was still there after that climb says quite a lot about the capabilities of this man and he can be there at a moment that you don't expect him to be there and that's an important factor it's a, a constant in the team so far of Ineos for a few years now and I think that That's also why they re-signed him, I think, for the coming year. But I'm not 100% certain about that. Not sure yet. It's not confirmed yet. But uh, I wouldn't expect uh, him to leave so easily. But uh, you're right. Honestly, good team to control medium mountain stages.
0: Here's the betting odds. And we'll see if we agree on whether they got the Ineos leaders the right way around. As I said, Roblesch, $2. Bernal, $5. The first Ineos man in the betting. Then has $8. Hugh Carthy, is the uh he's the Vuelta Burgos stage winner, aka the Simon Yates tour of the Alps performance into $12, fourth favorite, which is just outrageous. Um ahead of Landa. <laughs> like what the fuck? Landa fifth at $15, Yates $19, then Padun 26, first Movistar man, Lopez at 30, Mars at 35, Pidcock 35, Lassov only at 41, despite an improved TT. Uh Chicone 34, and then Long shots like Hague and Coos at forty fifties who run 67. Bernal Benji, coming off COVID, he just crashed at Vuelta Burgos. Burgos. Uh, he did go okay on Lagunas de Naya. Carapaz had a heavy racing block. Yeah, who do you like out of the Ineos leaders? Do you think Yates and or, and, or Pidcock are the value uh, or being underrated at sort of 20s and 35s?
1: When it comes to Bernal, it's difficult to say based on that crash, you know. I think that he did perform well, like you said, on Lagunas and Naila, but has that affected him in some way? Perhaps it will probably have some percentage effect on him, but will that show itself in the first week already? We've got a decent first week to already make gaps, and that Roglic type terrain in the first week as well to make those gaps, so... It wouldn't surprise me if Roglic takes time on, on Bernal in the first week, definitely with the prologue, considering that he's going to be on time in the first week. And the question is, can they come back? And once you're behind on the Roglic, it's hard to come back because you, you'll have to actually like hammer it, like you say, with the team. And the factor here is that, just like Bahrain, they've got multiple factors to play. They've got a Carapaz, they've got Yates, they've got Bernal, of course, but I'd expect them to keep Bernal a bit more defensively and use Adam Yates more offensively and Carapaz perhaps offensively as well a bit more. But I'd expect Bernal to be the most defensive rider of the bunch of those riders. I personally hope to see Pitcock for gc but I don't see it happening because there's so many opportunities for stage wins here for him that I would have liked seeing him go for those on this one. And I think that if they also have him for GC, then it's going to become too much and then it's going to become difficult to manage, like you mentioned, the cooks in the kitchen a bit. So I think it's more likely that Pitcock falls into a supportive role and or stage one hunter in the meanwhile, even though they're not used to doing that at any else. So that's a surprising factor here. Are they going to hashtag free Pitcock?
0: Hopefully they do. I think they're missing... If he did, apparently Martinez not looking good. He he's been pulled out of the team, and he I think he pulled out of Burgos So didn't look good there. He suffering from long COVID apparently. I would have liked him in form over Civicov for no. sure. Uh, I think Ineos, whoever's in the hot seat on week in week three, they'll get the support of the other guys and. We'll see either Bernal pulling for Carapaz or vice versa, and I'm sure Pidcock and co. will pull. Um, and if Yates is on form, Yates can certainly shred a group. I think in terms of, yeah, it really is between those guys on GC. I mean, I just don't see a path for Lopez with his inconsistency this year. I think Mass for a top three, I don't mind. I think, yeah, I just I think Master for a top three is possible. Um,
1: yeah, I think so as well. <laughs> Not likely. Top but five, possibly. perhaps. Yeah, like well, I think fifth or something. Yeah, but that's there's more so likely. many candidates, you know, because like I think that indeed we mentioned Roglic, we mentioned Inyaz, we mentioned Bahrain and Movistar. Now we haven't spoken extensively about Vlazov. He crashed at the start in Burgos. His following days weren't looking so great, so I think that's why his odds probably dive down a lot. He had a great Giro ending fourth. Well, great considering he hadn't done a Giro fourth before. So I guess that's a benefit. Now, he's coming to the Velta. Last year, he started off with a very bad day on day one, but that was rumored to be because of the illness of the Giro still, which is a bit surprising. But in the end, that's the rumor that was floating around. Nonetheless, I am somewhat scared of his team because, sure, looking at the team, very strong riders. Aramburu there, legend himself, and Izaguire. He's
0: so bad in the tour, by the way. <laughs>
1: how dare you but um <laughs> looking at the rest of that team we've got rodriguez decent domestique sanchez we've got uh Freyla, for example also Natarov in the team but the problem is all those riders don't have a contract signed at astana yet next year are they gonna work together properly like and vlas is literally only- gone
0: <laughs> he's <Yeah>. already
1: <laughs> he's already gone like it's it's the same situation as CCC last year because that team would disband, those widers would disappear from that team and thus had to think about themselves. Are these riders gonna think about Vlazov? I don't think so. I wouldn't probably. I don't know, like
0: Yeah, would you how, how does it benefit you? The guy's gone, he's not gonna be on the team next year unless you're yeah. going to bore a grow. I wouldn't say exactly. Buzz Lewis on Sanchez I'm getting the break. Sorry. Yeah. I'm getting same. the break going for some bonuses today. Um, I think it's time now. To go into the stage-by-stage stage, uh, profile analysis, which we know you love, I think we can talk about the, the uh, diabolical sprint field <laughs> when the first sprint stage comes up. Before we do that, I'll mention our show partner, lookhole in more detail. If you want to check out their pro eco jerseys, which are made of fully recyclable materials, their pro aero jerseys, or their... Collaboration with McLaren, the project Aero collaboration. You can check that out at www.lacol.cc. Also, check out their Strava for uh, they got one of the largest Strava clubs, Lacol, where they have regular discounts. There's also the Lacol by Wiggins uh, collection, which has just dropped. There's a lot of different designs and uh, sort of remembering a lot of Wiggins' uh, most famous victories, either on Arc de Triomphe or. Planche de Belle fee, so you can check that out through the link below. Thanks to Locol for supporting the podcast, and if you want to directly support the podcast as well, we have a Ko-fi link down below. All proceeds go directly back into the podcast and improving everything. And also, there's a new feature that Angie just found out about because you're more tech savvy than me. If you're watching on YouTube, depending on what country you're in, you can do super thanks comments, uh, which is basically just a tip jar to us. And if you Otherwise, if uh, a free way to support the podcast is giving us a like down below, subscribing to the YouTube channel is a big one uh, of the podcast, and giving us a review or a rating on podcast players. I just checked the statistics for the Tour de France, Benji, and I think the podcast got more watch time than uh, podcast alone than the vast majority of mainstream cycling media websites. So people like the shit that we talk, apparently.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> on to stage <laughs> what one. What a description. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
0: that's, that's the accurate description of this podcast. Stage one of our prologue really is, it? yes, it's technically called a prologue, 7Ks. Yeah. Uh, TT, but a little 2K, 3.4% climb. Uh, Roglic.
1: Yeah, Roglic. I've got a few riders that <laughs> could also do decent, for example, on a stage like this. And... Those are a matches that I'm like. A matches in a prologue is often doing cool. better than expected. Probably a top five somewhere. And I think that it's a bit too short for a Barta. Trotnik often performs on prologues, but often disappoints as well on prologue. So it's hard to say whether Trotnik is going to be a top three rider in this one or not. But yeah, looking at the star list, it's, it's Roglic. Like... Who else?
0: The really bad TT depth. Is Quinn Simmons ever ridden a a TT bike?
1: I don't know, but like (laughs) I'd expect with his explosivity and so forth that a short time trial would fit a much better than a long one. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's good on that one. But if we look at other riders, yeah, Cherney could do decent, but that's more for a top 10, I would say. And I think on the rest of Jumbo, we don't have. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't put Stebar <laughs> on that list to be fairly honest. I think it's too short for Shockman as well. Gross Schartner had some decent time trials in the past, but I genuinely can't remember if they were short or long. So I um I can't tell you about that one. But yeah. you know, it's
0: crazy, Benji. Yeah? Is how stacked like half the World Tour TT like startless are all year, right? Even Romney, yeah. like Thomas V, Dennis V, all these other guns, mm-hmm. and Cavanya. And then you have a Grand Tour leader's jersey up for grabs, and we have no Dennis, Ganna, Coombe, Dumoulin, Pogaccia, like no one like that. And if I was EF, and EF, by the way, they never put their team into like the day before, but Bissiga, so a chance for the young young bull to get a grand tour stage is it
1: because of the olympics
0: true probably maybe that's it but yeah i think with this sort of a little bit of elevation hard to go past roglish for this one and i think the other question is benji who's going to
1: be the best t tier on Ineos? it's got i think it's going to be pitcock by a little bit bit of a margin well depends yeah i think that it wouldn't surprise me if he's good on that one but I would hope that Bernal and Carapaz have a decent one. Otherwise, it's not going to look too good in the end. Ademir needs a decent one as well if they want to keep their position in GC. So yeah, that team will have to focus on reducing the losses to Roglic. And if they're above Pitcock, then that probably means that they've got a decent TT done. So hopefully for them, they've got a decent TT on the, on the plateau here. What do you think about someone like Nelson Oliveira? Do you think that the time of Oliveira is somewhat past.
0: I don't think he, I know he beat my man Lawson. Craddock. I mean, Craddock's on this start list, hard to look past him, particularly after that Olympic TT performance, um, coming last of the World Tour riders after I touted him. But yeah, I think, I think you need some explosivity for this one. You need to smash that hill, basically. Uh, I think Lander.
1: He's going to lose so much time. <laughs> Seven well, it's, it's only 7Ks, so he won't Mate, lose two he's lost here. like 30 seconds before on like a 8K TT. Yeah, 30 seconds. It's not 2 minutes. I think that 30 Frison, seconds is so much. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I think Frison will top 10. Frederick Frison, a lot of All right. But we're uh, stretching it out here for this time trial, I think.
0: <laughs> stage two, first sprint stage, 167Ks long. little bit of a roller in the last five kilometers, but it's not categorized or anything. Sprinters should get over it. Ewan's not been able to recover from his collarbone, unfortunately, so we do have a very light sprint field as I look at it. Uh, the best is well, Damar,
1: Philipson, and Jakobson. It's confirmed that Damar goes, because the stylist I have oh, is, it not? is not confirmed yet. So, Ooh. Demar is in, maybe, but Philipson, and Jakobson, and Aberasturi, Dainese, Matthews, Mesgetz, I've Jesus. got Lars Minali, <laughs> Morin on on Cofidis was that guy that got top 10 positions i think in last year's velta and then we're already looking at perhaps jordi, not on on a males. flat sprint so yeah jordi males is a good call actually i only had lars written down so yeah good call
0: yeah i mean it's god it's not a great stream field <laughs> Group Will Afty...
1: sprint. well
0: he should like, they've not got Turns or Pedersen or Sturven, and I think he's quicker. Kirsch is a lead out man. Kilrainian's a lead out man. So, yeah, I, I I think he will try. I think he'll take top tens in the pure sprint stages. I've got a little, I like him for later. Um, yeah. Alberson, I think, have the best train with Krieger, Dutier, Modelo, Thwaites, and Edward Planker. I think that's the best train, although I haven't yeah. seen the full group armor. If they don't send DeMar, then I don't know what's going on there, to be honest, because they barely have any wins this year, FDJ, and this is some wins lining up. But yeah, at this stage, Benji, I'm going with Fabio Jakobsen, Grand Tour win on stage two.
1: I had um, Jakobsen written down as well, but it's a bit boring if we go for the same, so I'll go for Phillips in full stage two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next stage, Roglic is already in the leaders' jersey, bear in mind at this point on <laughs> Benji and Mai's assumption, or at least yeah. he's the best of the GC riders. Uh, I think that's not exactly a hot take. Stage three from Santo Domingo de Silos to Espinosa de los Monteros, Picon Blanco, 202Ks. Nothing goes up to altitude of this year's welter, 1500 meters. Pretty basic. There's like a 2.5K, 6% roller beforehand, like 20Ks before, 10Ks before the base, and then they do Picon Blanco, which, which should be pretty familiar to you if you watch Vuelta Burgos. 7.5Ks, 9%. It's... Got some steeper sections and then levels off at the end. This is a Primoz Rogovic stage win again.
1: <laughs> I had the same.
0: He's looking <laughs> for the win for on it. Picon
1: Blanco. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And like, I do expect a Bardet to do well here. Bardet had a, a pretty good week at Burgos, but on the last day, he pretty much fell through after uh, the consequences of crashing on the descent of Picon Blanco. But if he can find the form of Picon Blanco itself, then I do expect him be one of the top five climbers on a stage like this in the uh, first week of a grand tour and perhaps this might be the kind of stage where Chicone might still surprise and and do a decent result because Chicone seems to have fallen off mostly in the third week of last year well this year's sure. Giro not last year's Giro and in the first week he was performing really well so if he can replicate that on this barcode then Chicone could do well here as well but yeah, it's Roglic for the victory for me personally.
0: And the reason I like Roglic more for this sort of stage is it's straightforward in beforehand, and he should be able to have a, like three, four teammates around him for the majority of this climb. And we also don't have guys like Dan Martin, who I like for this sort of stage as well. I think it's going to be difficult for. I mean, maybe if look if Yates and Co attack him, I think chance for an upset honestly is Pidcock if it's if they do the climb slow. I think Pitcock is the quickest man here uphill. Um, maybe even equal to Roglic, to be honest. And then Valverde's a little bit behind. Maybe Valverde, uh, sort of sneak attack Benji, you know, I doubt it. Stage four, another sprint stage. They've they started in Burgos. They leave Burgos now. Burgo de Osma, de Molina de Aragon, 164 pace. It's like rolly. There's, it's not flat, but nothing's categorized. And. I like Jasper Phillips and Benji just because it kicks up a little bit in the last 500 meters, and I think that suits him a little bit more. Uh, although I like, I don't think it'll be hard enough for Simmons uh, and the stages, but yeah, Philipson's my pick. Philipson was
1: my pick, but <laughs> I, won- <laughs> I won't pick the same rider. I won't do it. It's Aberasturi. Aberasturi. <laughs> <Have a laughs> <I feel> <laughs> like, uh, honestly, I feel like in this sprint field, it wouldn't surprise me if Aberasturi takes a stage somewhere. Like... There's the opportunity for it, but then again, he's also better on the reduced bunch prints like a yeah. is, like a Matthews is, for example. So then the competition is still these. I'll say Philips and I, I disagree with myself here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if Phillips and something ridiculous like $2 and Michael Matthews is like $15, then Matthews is easily the better value. Matthews can certainly win this stage with that uphill drag. It's just got to pick someone stage five from Taranson to albacete 185 k's a pure sprint if demar's going i'm picking demar
1: okay if demar's going i'm picking demar too but i'm gonna go for Jakobsen just because i'm not sure that demar is going
0: if demar doesn't go then yep yeah, let me default to Jakobsen. these are pretty straightforward stages to start to be honest stage six from Requena to Montaña de Cullera. 160 Ks, this is the stereotypical hockey stick stage. I'm talking pancake flat on the coast, and then they do a 2K, 8.5% climb at the finish. It's steep in the 500 to 1K, and then it levels off. I'm going with Tom Pidcock, Benji, for his first Grand Tour stage win. Smoke, Rogus, you're going to lead him out from 400. He doesn't even know who Tom Pidcock is, and then Pidcock's going to smoke him just like he beat while Fernande and Bramancio Pale, just like he beat him again three days later, and I'm still
1: gold. Jesus Christ, you're literally reading off my list. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I had I had Pitcock written down to get rid of Rogla and Simmons. And I think that you think that Simmons won't get over this one, but No chance. I'm calling it. Simmons is gonna beat Pitcock. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. Like I had Pitcock, so now I have to change. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, you should have just gone with Roglic. That way you'll probably be right and take one <laughs> up on me. That's the Roglic should be fired for that stage. It's it's perfect. then. hopefully we'll see Balor up there as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll
1: go to Roglic. I'll go to Roglic. I think that Simmons will surprise during this Grand Tour. Simmons is taking a stage in this Grand Tour based on his performance in the de But I just don't, like I that don't one. know yet if he can do it on this type of hill. But there's stages in the third week or something where I do see him doing well. And if it's perhaps even in the breakaway, like... This man won't be close in GC because I don't see this guy going for GC. So if it's a reduced sprint in a breakaway somewhere or just a stage in the breakaway, he can definitely take a stage here or there.
0: This is the sort of stage before we move on to the next one. It looks so straightforward, non-threatening GC-wise. It's one of those ones where this is where Roglic builds up that GC lead with, say, 6 or 10 bonus seconds plus another 4 or 6 on the road. Like, I think he can properly gap lander not exactly a hot take on the road and take like literally another 15 seconds adding to his TT. That's what makes him so hard to beat as well. Stage seven. This is the first really interesting one to me from Gandia to Balcon de Alicante. They're down south. I think it's pretty hot down there at the moment. 152 Ks, rolly, medium. This is just medium mountain deluxe. It starts out the gate with the 4.3 Ks, 8.5%. The total climbs 9 case Puerto de Yacuna, 6.2%. Finishes on 8.5 case, 6.5%. This is alarm bells for Yumbo Visma Benji. And just like stage seven of the tour, this is where Bahrain and Ineos need to st- try and use their numbers, like do what Yumbo did to Pog in Basque Country and start sending men up the road uh, and make it difficult for Yumbo to control. Or do you think this is going to be a boring breakaway stage?
1: I hope that is the first one, but I fear that it might be the second one, to be honest. The benefit here is that, like you mentioned, it starts off with that early climb and that early climb can make it very explosive at the start. And hopefully the other teams use that because those are the type of moments that they need to use to try and put fire under the Roglic's feet. Because if they wait until the last climb, then the Roglic is going to be with them across the line or perhaps even ahead of them. So yeah, I think that I would hope that they light it up here, but are they going to destroy the team of Yambo that easily on this first climb? What do you think? Not destroy them. It's just like they can't control everything. It's yeah, if, you're
0: right. If you're sending uh, Adam Yates, Perdun, Haig, Caruso, um, Sivakov, maybe what well, you know, respond to him. It, some of these guys, if if their week goes okay. We haven't had too much beforehand where no one really should be five minutes behind on GC unless they've completely cooked themselves on pick on Blanco mm-hmm. before this stage. So just like so, Waping unlike up, any else, though. What do you mean to? They have to, Benji. They have, remember, Dave Brailsford said they race differently now. <laughs> yeah. They don't race the same. <laughs> I haven't way seen even. that all year. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, uh, after the tour, they might want to race a bit differently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they have to. They have to get satellite riders, Dylan Van Baal up the road at a minimum or in ice and, yeah, try and work on this medium mountain stage to take back time. Same with Bahrain. It's the only way I see to put – it's the best way to put pressure on, on Roglic. the same – we said exactly the same thing about Pagacha in the tour and it was kind of true. It just – well, for not, wasn't able to – yeah, it just didn't work. Um, otherwise, for a stage win from a break, I like time and errands for this, Benji. That's who I'm going with.
1: I have two names and I'd like to spread them out over the coming mountain stage. Just I uh, think that I want to likely expect uh, a Mikel Biscara to do decent in a breakaway, but I think this might be too explosive a stage at start to have a rider from Oiskele winning a stage. So I think that it's more likely to be a rider that has had opportunities in breakaways already, has been in the breakaway quite a few times already in the past than hasn't really gotten that stage when that he probably wanted to and therefore I'm saying Sean poussin for this stage because he does have that kick if it comes down to the last kilometer to try and get away from somebody in the breakaway there and his climbing is definitely on point so I, I'm i going to say Sean poussin for this one.
0: I'd love to see Movistar get Hrvati uh, or Rojas yeah. or Verona in a break with someone who's lost time on GC. I think even Verona could contest this frankly I, please, Giulio Ciccone, please don't go for GC. I know you're going to podium we'll GC, go GC, after. GC. I know he will. Please get in the break here <laughs> with Brambilla and Ciccone. Brambilla and Ciccone and Kenny in this break, stage win, locked for uh, for Trek, but they won't do it. Um, but, yeah, please do it. Stage eight, sprint stage that's got like a V-shaped climbing section in the middle, a little bit weird, uh, from Santa Paula to La Manga del Mar Menor. It's like Pancake flat for the last 40Ks. They've got 3Ks at 5% descent, 2Ks at 6%. I'm going with uh, the Benji.
1: I'm going with Philipson. I think that Philipson has done decently at the VELTA before last year. I think that this might be the year where he can be the more dominant factor in the sprints because I'm scared to say Jakobsen a lot because I don't know how good he will be across three weeks knowing – what he's come from. I hope that he does really well, but I have more confidence in a consistency of Phillipson, for example, throughout these stages, just because that sprint train is also the better one on paper right now. Now, if Mar shows up with Scottson, Konovalovas, uh, Guarnieri, and whoever the other guy is that I'm missing in that train, then it's also a very strong train. So that could totally switch the dynamics of the sprints based on what they announce when they announce their team. So I'm still going to go for Philipson for this one.
0: Okay, I'm almost changing my mind to Jakobson, but yeah, it should be a sprint. I don't really see a chance for a breakaway it's so far from the finish. So Those climbs, but it's
1: like doesn't it like finish in the middle of the water or something? I, I, I remember that because like, <laughs> what is there wind on water? True. Uh, let me go back. I went too far ahead. <laughs> I think that it like ends on a bit of an island or something. What the hell? Weird, huh?
0: Yeah, you're right. They go literally out. out. That's going to be so exposed. If there's any wind, that could be echelon action. Maybe I want to if I'm if I check the forecast a week and a half in advance, I'd go with uh, Stiva or
1: Seneschal. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> or Journey
0: or Quinn Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Stage nine, uh, from Puerto Lumbreiras to Alto de Velif- Velifique. 188 k's. A it's a high mountain stage, and it's pretty hard actually they have a 30 kilometer 4 percent climb in the middle after some rolly flat climbing they then have like a 7k 4 percent climb and then 13ks at 7.2 percent which is pretty regular the long climb has a steep section in the middle where it would be perfect if you have a satellite rider up the road to attack there and then you got long descent and yeah it's a perfect place to mount an attack the long climb in that steep section um so i'm going with mark padun for the stage
1: win benji okay when i'm looking at the stage the final climb starts off much more steep than the latter part of the climb the alto de Villafique. we start off at 10 percent, basically on the first five kilometers and the latter part is like six to seven percent so i'm expecting most likely the action in gc to wait until that climb starts and it actually exploding from the near the bottom of that climb and people trying to make early attacks there if you're Ineos that's where you want to try and make sure that you push Jumbo into a bit of a defensive mode what what happens if for example you say let's have Adam Yates attack three kilometers into that climb on the steep section and see how Jumbo reacts to that if they're down to Bauman, Kass and Roglic at that point alone then you're likely still with three riders of Ineos there and you can just switch around attacks every single second until Roglic is isolated and then hope that he doesn't drop you <laughs> where you are. <laughs> Which
0: if, is a big if. <laughs> if, you go, if you go to the finish, the last two Ks of this with Roglic, he's going to fucking, he's going to cook you. So, yeah, you, need,
1: you need to open up early. And yeah. Same for Movistar. Like, they've got multiple factors, but the problem is multiple factors that they used last year. For example, I swear there was like one climb in the Vuelta where they decided to go early with, with Volverdi suddenly to push <laughs> and then everybody was like, "Oh, you shouldn't have pushed that much because you pushed miles over the limits." I swear I saw that in that Netflix documentary. But Movistar
0: yeah. are really good at getting satellite riders up the road. They do it consistently and successfully. They just often don't use them in the way I'd like. But again, this is a stage I'd love for satellite riders yep. where they can get over a long climb and be helpful in the descent and shallow gradient climbs before the final. I'm hoping because you know the Giro and Tour. Haven't been the best. I'm hoping the is super exciting, despite you know Pogaccio not being here, and they open it up on the long 20k, 29k climb. Stage 10, I think we just have the rest day from Roquetas de Mar to Rincon de la Victoria, 190k's classic Vuelta stage, like rolly beforehand, then a 10.6k, five percent cat two climb before a
1: 15k. Fake th- news. Th- is it fake news, climb? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, it is. It starts over like 9%, 5% of the first two kilometers, and then minus 2%, 2%, 2%, <laughs> 2% minus 4%, and then the climb starts it 8%, 11, it. <laughs> 8, 11, 7. So, yeah, it's it's a fake news climb. The alarms are going off straight up right now.
0: If Jumbo Visma want Roglic to win another stage, this is like the stage 1 he won last year, right, Benji, with the descent finish straight after the steep Yeah, climb. but
1: I think the descent was like, only a kilometer and a half last yeah, year. True. <laughs> but that shouldn't change much because on paper Roglic is a pretty decent descender. So yeah. he, he's, he's not there, right. godlike, but he's also not bad. So I think that he's better than average. So on paper, he should be able to keep a gap that he creates on a steep gradient like that towards the top of Puerto de Almajar. So yeah, I think that this one, uh, I want to call it Roglic, but I keep on calling it Roglic for stages. And what if, for example... Yumbo just doesn't control the flat here, like why should And the they? break ends up winning, of course. Like what happens then? Bedcock Simmons in the breakaway, stuff like that. Biscara,
0: I don't, I don't like Malar. Simmons for it. I think I would like Jack Haig if he's down on GC. I think is good enough to toast anyone in the, on the climb, and then his descending is good. Uh, from what we saw on the Dauphiné with Lutsenko and Izaguirre, Jon uh, Izaguirre is here. He can't be counted out for this sort of descent attack finish. Roman Bardet, if he was down on GC, this is the sort of stage where you you, you can't win the Vuelta at this stage. It's yep. purely for the stage when you can at most take 5, 10 seconds uh, given the way these guys, how close they are and how short the climb is. So I think it's who wants to risk it out of the GC group. Roglic, unless he's down, he won't want to. So yep. uh, Bardet from the GC group, just like at Burgos uh, or Pidcock, I really like as well, Carapaz. Those sort of what about
1: Bora, for example, with Groshartner and Shockman? Who do you think of those will go for GC and who do you think will go for stages? Because I'm betting that both? <laughs> at the Why start both they'll go both for go, GC. go
0: for
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think they'll both go for GC <laughs> and then it's going to be about who is the closest and who can go for stages, for example, because this stage would also fit a Groschartner or a Shockman if he's in the breakaway, but will he? That's the question. That's where I think the answer will be no.
0: I know there's so many opportunities for a strong break to form. I'd love Nick Schultz as well, the Australian. He's good enough in this break to beat people on this climb. But, yeah, an interesting one. I can't remember who I went with, Benji. Uh, So I'm going with uh, Carapaz.
1: Okay, I'm going to go for um, an outrageous one. Let's go for an an outrageous one. (laughs) The gradients are too hard for Amburu, that's for sure. (laughs) It's a Gire in the breakaway, like Freiler. Freiler, yeah, Fra- that's yeah. a good
0: pick. That's a good pick. <laughs> I was
1: looking at an Asana rider and Freiler came up at the same time as you. Stage okay, 11. yeah. Antequerra uh, to Vallepenas de
0: 134Ks, just a classic, classic welter stage of rolling like 6K, 5%, 5K, 5.5%, 9Ks, 5%, descent, and then an 800 meter, like 7% wall, which has a 20% pinch in it. It's like <laughs> literally like a rampas inhumanas at the end. So I don't know. Again, like Jumbo Visma got no obligation to control non-threatening yeah. breaks. Why would you burn your riders? Like UAE, I think, did a really good job in the Tour of literally riding 15 minutes behind the break and keeping their riders together. I think Jumbo should try the same. That being said, maybe other teams will be interested in the stage win. I think if, if it's break and Jumbo aren't controlling, bala alejandro valverde
1: okay i am looking at riders from a bike exchange perhaps but you've got a hamilton that they'll hunt for gc with and i think that he's unlikely to do well in this stage but a rob Stannard could get over these hills and could perform well on the hill like that but i think an andreas kron might be too hard for him the last climb but perhaps he's already gone by that point oh uh, there's a There's a bit of opportunities everywhere a bit for a few riders, but I think I'm going to hunt for hmm, Brambia. Nah, it could be, but I don't think it will. And um, I'm going to go for Aramburu for this one. (laughs) <laughs> I have to I have to I'm legally bound to my contract or the fandom
0: <laughs> I can't believe Asia 2R didn't bring Benoit Colson and there's multiple stages <laughs> to suit this man including this one you got shallow gradient climbs and then just a, a punch upwards it's like they don't want him to win Grand Tour stages but yeah uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with their program quarter the bar for stage 12, 175 Ks. It's very, very similar to the stage Mike Woods one, in my view. Uh, the other, oh, By the way, Israel not bringing Dan Martin or Mike Woods, I don't think, which is just
1: outrageous. <laughs> like, I think mate, just, they're sending the legend himself, Sepp von Mark. You know, I'm not going to say Berwick, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and Carl Friedrich Hagen uh, is also on their team. He's going to, yeah, So. So, I mean, Ben Hermans is not doing it either. That's uh, his choice. But yeah, no Dan Martin and Mike Woods from what Doesn't I can see. I
1: fit on this parkour.
0: Yes. I can. Yeah, I should have described the profile. 175Ks, two climbs, uh, sort of 5Ks at 7%, then a rolling ridgeline, like in Catalonia, the stage Camna one, descent, flat section, and then 7.3Ks, 5.6%, with a 2K, 9.5% ramp. It is, for me, it's Breakaway because nothing really to offer the GC men. And yeah, Iking's a good pick given how he rode at Arctic Race of Norway. I'm going with uh, Gino Maida.
1: I'm going to spread and hedge against my previous Freilo pick and going to go for Freilo once again because this parkour (laughs) really fits him too. So I think he's winning one of these two stages. But I feel like the gradients on this parkour yeah, it's it's five to six percent, but the climbs start off and very shallow and then steepen out towards exactly. the end. Exactly. So it's such a typical. Is that parabola? I don't know. My math is not. That's why I went with Mader,
0: because I think to to really to drop mm-hmm. someone at the end, you have got to be a good climber. If Leonard Kamenu was here, I'd pick him, but unfortunately, he's not. Sharpner, also would be really good for this stage or Sharkman if they want to go for a stage win on Bora Hansgrohe. Or uh, well, schultz as well. Stage thirteen: belmes to Villanueva de la Serena, two hundred and three k's long. It's a sprint stage, a little bit rolly, but nothing categorized. And this finish is like a false flat uphill drag. I'm going with uh go with Matthews, Benji.
1: Hmm. Okay. I kind of want like a complete outsider to win a sprint stage here, like for example, a Soto at Oisqueltel after how decent he was riding in. Was it? <laughs> Norway recently as well. I think top four, top five in a sprint somewhere. Trending. But I think that we're gonna have. This is again an outrageous pick of mine. I I, I swear, but I think we're gonna have the resurrection of Ricardo Minali after oh. after so many years. Oh, holy, um, <laughs> and Andrew <Antrimarché. laughs> That's not gonna happen. But okay, uh, like a serious pick, a serious pick for this one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jordi Meus. I'm gonna go for Belgian.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad shout. Juan Jose Globato, I don't think we've mentioned him. He's quite fast. I think he's just a little bit too easy for him, though. Um next stage, stage 14 from Don Benito to Pico Villa 166 Ks. This is just so only in the Vuelta. 7.5 Ks, 6%, <laughs> short flat section. 3 Ks, 13.5% with 80 with 70 K's to go. Okay. Like with like a 15%. The last meters. kilometer
1: is 16% <laughs> average.
0: <laughs> in the middle of the stage. Then descent, steep <laughs> descent, it looks like. And then rolling like two K's, six percent climb, and then fourteen Ks at six point two percent, which is also has some steeper sections in it, and finishes really steep. So I don't know. I don't know how a stage like this plays out. (laughs) Is this a break? (laughs) I think they'll just go slow on the steep climb, to be honest, and keep it together.
1: Yeah, we'll probably have a situation where we have a breakaway that has a solid gap, and then you get to the climb and you expect them to be caught by the peloton, but then Ineos gets to the front and starts riding backwards because their leaders aren't feeling so well. (laughs) And because of that, you have a late attack by Roglic, and you've got Gino Mader in the front. (laughs) He's trying to get a stage win and only in the last kilometer he gets passed by Roglic i swear
0: could happen uh i really have no idea obviously Roglic probably would be the favorite for the stage if it goes to the finish with that sort of yep. steep finish depends on his condition at this point as well and how the race is playing out i'm going with uh i'm going with Adam Yates benji
1: okay hmm I would expect Roglic to win if it's from the peloton. If it's from a breakaway, then I'm calling Mikel Biscara. I feel like I want to win. Well, I, I don't want to win myself, but I want Oyskaltel to win a stage somewhere. And I think that from the breakaway in a mountain with Biscara is likely a candidate. So um, I'm going to go for... Jesus Christ, why am I going for Biscara? Like <laughs> It's all going to be someone like Martin or something in a breakaway after losing bra- time I on the time trial on. already. I wonder if on stage win, but... The question with von Seyven on this, is he going to be that guy that hangs on to the elite group and then drops with five kilometers to go? Or will he try and go into breakaways after losing time a bit on the early stages? That's that's the dilemma I've got with von Seyven on. And the reason why I don't know whether he will go 4GC to be that Latour type of rider that just keeps hanging on or not.
0: He's my pick from the break anyway. Stage okay. 15 from Naval Moral de la Mata del Baraco, 200Ks, a lot of climbing, 15Ks, 5%, 9Ks, 5%, 21Ks, 5.5%. Looks more like a tour stage or a, a Giro yeah. Alps stage and then descent. And then they do 8.6Ks at 4%. I think the break is winning, Benji, just because the last climb isn't as hard and the long climb is shallow gradient, it is a place where you can use domestiques to really help and make a difference, like the Giro stage with Dennis last year. I'm going with Seb Berwick from the break.
1: Ooh, that's a, is that a complete unbiased pick, or is that one Completely with a Australian? Okay, okay, okay. I think that I agree that it's likely going to be a rider from the breakaway. It's uh, difficult to name one. like rider right like Rafa Maika will likely still be hunting for GC 6th or 7th position and... <laughs> Why have you not going to break for this kind of stage? Do you we, do we expect something from Zwiehoff? No, not really. Okay. That's a, a quick answer then. <laughs> uh, from For the breakaway here, I am going to call... I feel like someone on track, someone like a, a Brambia or Juan P. Lopez. How good is he these days? <laughs> like... I mean, it's not outrageous, great, so I won't G- call Giacomo him that. can
0: win this again if he if he's not going for GC. Same with Shakman, I think.
1: Yeah, we had... Was that major mountain stage in Swiss not won by Andreas Kroner or something? That's a bit too difficult, this one, isn't it? Yeah. I want I someone like who can attack on that
0: last, sort of, on the 6% climb, who can yeah. attack with some punch. That's why I really like Shakman. But I just I worry if he's going for it. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. I think Haig, hey, if he's in the break, or Caruso, of course, can try. Jan Tratnik can win this stage, by the way.
1: Okay. Yeah, Jan Tratnik can win everything these days. <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> I think Izaguirre, one of the Izaguirres or something, something along those lines, probably going to ride for themselves. Well, at least those riders have a domestique on Astana, like... Yon yeah, and Gorg Horka will try and work together against. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: every every Basque rider on
1: the way will help them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go for Yon uh, Nizagiri for this one.
0: Stage 16 from Laredo to Santa Cruz de Bezana. 180Ks, Roly, 3Ks, 7%, 5Ks, 4.2%. Bike exchange, perfect stage for Matthews. They can put pressure on Jakobson and Damar and Philipsen. There's some 1K 6% climbs at the end. I've gone with Quinn
1: Simmons. Okay. I, um, geez, that's a good pick for this one. <laughs> like typical Velta as well with that gigantically steep climb in the middle of the stage for oh, yeah. no reason at all, then goes down again. Just to, to ruin so Damar. <laughs> yeah. Just to like say to Damar, nope, not happening, mate. But uh, I think Philipson will hold on, and I think Philipson will win this stage. Stage 17 from Unquerra um, to Lagas de
0: Covadonga. Very, it reminds me of stage 16 in the Tour, but it's a little bit steeper. 186Ks, 7.6Ks, 9.1%. They descend, come back around, do it again. La Collada, your 7.6Ks, 9.1%. Again, there's bonification on top of the second climb. Then a descent and a valley of like, 40 kilometers before the Kovadonga climb, 12.5K, 7%, but it's steeper at the start once again and then levels off and it's a flat finish. I'm going with uh No Mercy Roglic.
1: the for me. I think that Carapaz has the ability of attacking. We saw it last year, I think, when we had Ninja Turtle Mode uh, Roglic <laughs> with his green jersey on his yellow coat. Um He... Always had was it? Carapaz had attacked from Roglic, and Roglic just slowly pays back, or was the other way around?
0: I had some good battles on one stage where they actually attacked each other from like two k's to go and went back and forth. attacking. I think
1: that this flat part on top here is good for Carapaz because he does have that ability of switching to a uh, a proper gear on top, a big uh, ring, and keep that going after an attack, for example. So that's why I'm looking at Lagos de Kovadonka and I'm saying, yeah, this this could fit a rider like that. So. I think I'm going to go for Carapaz. But the problem here is that we can say that all we want, but it will all depend on the situation that Ineos is in at this point. If Bernal is, for example, their leader and the rest is five minutes behind, then Carapaz will likely not be hunting the stage here. He will be working for Bernal. So it's a very, very risky pick, Carapaz, for this stage, not knowing what the situation of Ineos will be like. But from the team of Ineos, Carapaz is the one that, to my memory, crashed the least. So that I trust the most to be there at this point in the race.
0: And if Roglic already has like three stage wins, four stage wins, and they don't want Yombo Vizmi to pace and tire themselves out before stage 18, or they just don't want to take control of the race, which we sometimes see they don't want Kuz to burn himself before an important mountain stage, we could see someone like Caruso, Padun, Haig, Pidcock, Yates, Attack, Adam, that is, on the last section where it levels off and Yombo are like whatever. Um, Lopez. yeah, Miguel Angelope is a nice pick too. Stage 18 from Salas to Alto del Jamoniteru, 163 k's. The last big mountain test for jumbo visma Again, we have valleys and long ones at that in between steep climbs where satellite riders, I keep saying them, could be very useful, 10 uh, k's, 8.5%. You know, Van Banhoidong's not getting over that. So Jumbo, or maybe even Hessing, so... Now, Movisima could be put under pressure in the first 50Ks at this 160K stage, then 8Ks, 8.5%. Flat Valley, 8Ks, 6%. Then the final climb's pretty steep. 14.6Ks at 10%. The final ramp is 6Ks at 10.5%. If Roglic cracks Benji here, which yep. it's, it's not like the COVID year where last year where he'd done so much racing before that third week. He hasn't done as much racing it's more whether his back is playing up. The injury is more what I'm concerned about than his third week. His third week at the Tour, apart from the TT, was strong. Lalo, stage 17-18, stronger than Pagacha. So, yeah, I think it's it's a place to put him under pressure from far out. And the team under pressure, I'm going with
1: Nico uh, Landa. Okay, it's not a bad pick. I think that this is arguably, on paper, one of the queen stages for me in this Grand Tour because this final climb is just ruthless. It starts off very steep from the start and it's on that one section in the middle where you're like, whoosh, whoosh, I can actually breathe again. And then you're like, okay, I'm dying again until the top. So I think that, I hope that they attack before we get to that flat apart in the middle. But I think that flat apart might somewhat neutralize people that might say, oh, we're gonna go in the early section of the climb or perhaps it is an, is an extra for people to attack earlier because they're going to be like, oh, one of the kilometers that's coming is flatter. So I can kind of breathe again before going again on the next spot. But I think at this point, you'll have riders like Ciccone already gone in GC. Someone like that, likely not in the in the top three of GC. But I could be wrong in that. But um, I think that Vlazov is winning this stage. He will not have team support throughout this race. But we've seen quite a few times already that when Yambo was in the lead in GC that they likely somewhat control the race in the sense that he can just follow Roglic. And if you're with Roglic, then you're likely going to have a train of Jumbo that is racing against the competitors of Roglic and thus of Vlazov's competitors as well. So that's why I think Vlazov will just benefit of of a team like Jumbo having to kind of clash against all the riders that attack Jumbo. But if Vlazov is in decent form by this point, which is already in the latter part of this Grand Tour, then he should be then he should be able to do well on this kind of parkour. It kind of reminds me, it's not as steep at all as young Liru, but it's definitely the closest to it when it comes to the gradients in this entire Grand Tour, knowing that it's long and very steep throughout. So, yeah, I'm going with Luzzo for this one.
0: My underdog pick from the GC group is Jay Vine. Jay will go and watch Laguna Senaya Sosa against Remco Vuelta Burgos 2020. Garfield. In August, yeah, Carthy too. Watch that race and how Sosa attacked super late. Wasn't a GC threat. I think that's an option for Vine to be able to attack in that 12% pinch in the last 1,500 metres and the GC guys say, whatever, and he can win the stage. He has the talent to do it on this uphill what's per kilo test. Stage 19 from Tapia to Monforte de Lemos, 190 k's, rolly sprint stage. A sprinter in good condition really should be getting over these climbs, and so I'm going with Jasper Philipson.
1: This is the kind of stage where if you've got an Ausgrian or a Cavani, oh, you attack on that yeah, small hill sure. with 25k <laughs> to go. But I don't feel like there's too many of those candidates on on the start list that could do something like that on this terrain. Um, I think Philipson is also the kind of candidate I'm looking for being in the, the third week of a Grand Tour not knowing whether Jakobsen's third week is going to be as strong. That's why I'm also eager to uh, lean towards Philipsen because on paper he should still have the team to work for him at this point in the race if they haven't had too many crashes their way. But you think the climbing part at the start could offer an ability of a break to form with the likes of a Cherny, for example, or yeah, I was just stuff thinking like that.
0: that? I think it's a pretty... I think Quickstep like to hedge their bets on these stages. And so they might send Stieber, Churny into the break. Same with Bike Exchange, send, send Mezgetz. And then UAE will send Trent in. All of a sudden you've got six of the world tour teams represented who have sprinters and no one's chasing it and it's all over. You know, Nico Dens, so DSM gets in it instead of Dainese. Yeah. So I think I think you're right, Benji. Break can definitely win. And I feel like changing my pick, to be honest. but um. I'm going to stay with Philipson. Okay. Edward Plankett. Who's the, who's the one that won that uphill finish? Edward no. Plankert. Yeah. Dylan Van Baal. <laughs> no, he's really now? No, it's not no. going to happen. <laughs> no. no, they need to be fast. I don't know. You pick.
1: I pick. I uh, I, I said Philipson, but I'm going to switch it to Abad because Philipson's boring knowing that he's already won so many stages by now if everything we've said so far is semi-correct. <laughs>
0: My final pick is Mads Mads Schmidt from the break. Okay, stage twenty Sanjecho, We're back in Burgos, I think, area to Moscastra de Erville, Two hundred two k's. It's, it's what Roglic won't want to see. This with sort of stage, <laughs> yeah, so the, chaos, absolutely chaos. Two hundred three k's. It is like a jagged to, um, comb. It's like five k's four percent. Five k's four percent. Two K six percent, then just rolling, then another five K is five percent, nine K six percent. There's ramps though in these climbs. On like the second last one of one K ten percent, just a horrible stage to control. And um, I honestly don't really know who's going to win, Benji. It's like an uphill drag of six K is four percent, five percent to the finish. You need punch to win this. I'm isagiri. going.
1: Is it I'm saying is because this feels like that kind of stage where uh the one in the Giro two three years ago or something 2018 probably the last mountain stage where Bilbao ended up winning after being in the breakaway when Landa and so forth caught up with him and Nibali um on the 20th stage and Bilbao just sprinted away from the elite group that caught up to him and I think that Izagiri might do something similar
0: I'd like on uh Andrea Bagioli for this stage. Yeah, we've
1: spoken l- not much about him, and I feel like he might fit better for a few stages we already spoke about, yeah. but I didn't think about him.
0: Valdepegnias Hain, the one with the 20% pinch in it. I like yeah. Bagioli. This kid has serious punch. He's quicker than Valverde now. He's really fast. Um, yeah. He just doesn't have the climbing consistency. He won so Royal everybody- Bernard Drone. Yeah. Like, I- I'm going with Bagioli for <laughs> this stage. I really like him.
1: Okay, good pick.
0: Stage 21.
1: I Do you think a lot is going to happen on this stage, GC-wise.
0: I don't, want to, should, right? I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx they it. They have
1: this... to explode it. Come on.
0: If Landa's on the same time, or even if Landa's a minute ahead of Roglic here, Bahrain still have to go all in, right? Of course. Like,
1: even if it's two minutes or three minutes, <laughs> I'd say go all in. <laughs> yeah. Like... The problem with Landa is that if he's second, then he hasn't podiumed him the Grand Tour yet, I think. One second of it, right? Once? No, he put him zero 2015. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're true. But since then, he didn't... No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Since then, he hasn't podiumed. So perhaps he would like to podium a Grand Tour and
0: yeah, play home, defensively. Home but as well.
1: come on, don't do that, Landa. Don't do that to us. I hope Take not. It. And they
0: definitely don't need to maybe attack with him, but they can play other riders like 10K, 6% with some steep sections in the middle of this. It just, it's begging for a team to put Jumbo Visma under pressure here. Hopefully we yeah. see it. I just don't want to jinx it, but it can happen. Same logic as before. The final TT from Padron to Santiago to Compostela, thirty four kilometres long. It kind of looks like the Tokyo TT, frankly. We have one point seven K seven and a half percent, one K six percent. Robert will be the favourite, Robert should win it, and then take, you know, his third stage and the welter the third title in a row.
1: Yeah, that's all that's all I have to say. It's a third week time trial. Oof. <laughs> starting to feel it uh risky risky but Benji, risky. he
0: doesn't underperform in the planche de Belfi, he didn't underperform but gacha just did really well he only lost like <laughs> a minute to richie port and then he beat dumoulin and co at a you know the olympics tt by a minute but no he didn't underperform in that planche de T tt benji
1: i um it would be spicy if he doesn't win this <laughs> i kind of i kind of hope it for content purposes like just a time trial and like I'm fine with him winning GC, I love it, but I think that it would be spicy <laughs> if he just doesn't win the TT and we've got someone like Resurrection of Bartov after having a bad season and having that good time trial last year, for example. Is it long enough? Is it too long for Trotnik? I don't know. I feel like it might be a bit too long for Trotnik, but then again, it's Trotnik, so everything can happen with Trotnick. Uh, on off paper, the top it's Roglic either way, like... <laughs> In the Veltas that Roglic has done, he's always had average to mediocre, that's the same word, but okay, average to mediocre (laughs) TT competition, and that's why he's likely won most of them, but he's also not been terrible at them, despite the level of them just not being that high. So I think this is just the one that he will also likely win, and yeah, despite the competition not being that great, he'll likely be the better one of the competition.
0: Rogers did two TTs in 2020 where it was flat and then proper climb, you know, steep climb like the World to 1, which he won by like half a second ahead of Barter. I think if the Olympics is anything to go by, these longer rolly, like not a steep climb, still in TT position, it's where it's at for him. So he really should be dominating this. I mean, I'd love to see Pidcock off the top rope claiming GC and the TT win here, but that's very wishful thinking. Um, for content purposes, but yes, Rob and he probably should close out the welter here, and that's all there is to say. I mean, who do you really, deep down, Benji, who do you think is the real one rider who's the threat, or is it impossible to say and it would just be like the, the two strong teams as a whole and it could be any of the riders on there?
1: I think the biggest competitor for Roglic is himself in the sense that himself and his team, if they can hold up, then they're fine. If they can't hold up, then he's not fine. And Roglic has often had situations in races. We've mentioned them countless of times before where if something doesn't happen according to plan, there's panic in the umbo house. And usually that's when he starts losing time We had that last year at Formigal, uh, and that was with the rain jacket and the madness surrounding that. And then suddenly everybody was gone, and then Kaz was five minutes back or seven minutes back, and Drogic suddenly was trying to come back alone, and uh, madness like that. And there's a lot of potential for stuff like that to happen, and that will likely only happen if other teams go ham on him. But I think his biggest competitor is himself. If he can hold himself decently for three weeks straight, then he's going to be fine. And True. if he's got a collapse again in the third week, then it's Anyone. likely going to be blaming himself more than others, to be honest.
0: And Coos is an interesting one as well. Like, what are they going to do with him? Is he going to get some stage hunting freedom? He did in the Vuelta last year or 2019. He did in the Tour de France after all, which crashed out. Obviously, if coos is in the break on stage 18, he's going to clean it up unless someone, if unless Baduns on a good day. So... Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Coos. I think it's you know, that'd be pretty risky to be doing that with him uh at a pivotal moment there. I think I agree with you Benji like it's it's not much really to say. If Roglic is on, he's on. I think the more interesting is who we think will will come second and third. Now obviously if Roglic crashes out then, you know, stuff like that happens. But second, I'm going with um I'm going with Bernal. And Third, I'm going with Landa,
1: of not in the top three. Okay, I think I'm going to say. It's so it's so boring to say Roglic. It's so he's like <laughs> so much a favorite that you don't want to say it. And like <laughs> I, I like I like going for <laughs> outsiders, but I know that if I don't say Roglic, I've got less of a chance to beat you in our in our Grand <laughs> Tour competition. So. A lot of dilemmas here. I think that I'm also... (laughs) 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 Fucking (laughs) kidding (laughs) me. I'm also going uh, Roglic, I'm afraid. I don't think that Bernal is coming second. I expect the second place to go to... Carapaz. And I think the third spot is going to... Flander, Flander, Flander,
0: Vlazov. So yeah, is that a combination of
1: Flander and (laughs) Vlazov? Flander, (laughs) no, no, no. Uh, I'm going to go, oh, Vlazov because of the long time trial in the end. I think
0: there is a big potential that this could be a shambles for Enios. Sivakov doesn't perform like he hasn't done this year. Adam Yates is Adam Yates in a three-week race. Bernal. Still the uh, Velta
1: though, so it fits Yates on paper, but... but these are the things for that so could long.
0: go wrong. I know it should, after UAE, this should suit him. Like, come on. Yeah. But Bernal's back plays up. Carapaz is tied and, you know, just a different rider. A lot of things could go wrong for Ineos. And his question is Bahrain, they just keep winning. Keep on winning. And yeah, that's why I like Landa to do well. And he really should. is a better climber and more consistent than others. Bardet I really liked for a top five, but he gone done and yeah. crashed on that descent. <laughs> really, it's tough to pick him I've got him, him on fifth, Bardet. Yeah. Um, Flasov, we'll see how he goes. But yeah, that's my podium. Roglic, Bernal, Lander. And Lander, I might even like a little bit more than Bernal. Don't hold me to it too much. But yeah, that was our analysis. Who do you think will be the best sprinter, Benji? I think both of us kind of picked Phillipson most of the time. But I, I think Jakobsen... Early on, in a pure sprint, is quicker than him, even now, right?
1: I find it hard to say that. I don't know. I generally really? can't tell you because we don't have too much data recently since his, since his accident. Sure, he has beaten sprinters, but they weren't crazy level. They had Grunewagen, but the stage wins that Jakobsen had was not a 1v1 versus Grunewagen next to each other. True. The one that he won for early on was without Grunewagen in the top 10, if I recall correctly. So, yeah. I think that I'm going Philipson because I like his consistency across the board. And throughout this Grand Tour on paper, the hilly terrain, he can get over more easily than the and for example. So I'm looking at him for the green jersey. But it's it, there's something going around right now because there's two roadbooks going around, two official roadbooks. <laughs> hey, and one's the online one and one's like the written one. And apparently there's a difference between the point system and either of them. So, right now, it's still unclear whether the point system has actually changed or not for this Velta. <laughs> the road they, is winning it. <laughs> it's the they were going to switch it and make oh, it very make sprint it like sprint. The tour. Yeah. And uh-huh. on paper, that was the plan. And one of the road books, the official rules has that, that it's a tour based like thing with like 20 points at intermediate sprints, for example, stuff like that. And right now, there's one going around where that's not the case. So, it's hard to say if it's. If it's the old system, then it's Roglic. If it's a new system, I have Philipsen. All
0: right, I, I agree with that. Maybe, except I'd put Matthews over Philipsen if it's the pure Tour de France system. So that's our points jersey. Who did I say new jersey. Roglic? Roglic. Okay, uh, young rider. It's actually interesting because we don't have Pagac here, which yep. we kind of glossed over. But you know, he's not doing it. It's a shame for the race, but it is what it is. Young rider is, I guess, Bernal by my logic. Right? Who have you got? I
1: had uh, Vlasov for that. Is he still young? He is still young, right? Is he... Oh, 25. he might just, he just... Is it up to 25 or 25 included? I think it might be included, which is kind of outrageous. If it's uh, included, then I'm he, saying Vlazov. He was at the Giro. He was yeah. young,
0: rather. So, yeah, Vlasov.
1: Okay. I uh, am, I'm eager to support for von Sevenon for this, but there's no way in hell that he gets that close in GC. Because he looks like a kind rider that has a terrible TT. For KOM, I'm going with Walt Poles. Okay. That's actually a nice one.
0: Nice call. but No Mike Woods this time. No Pogaccia. Yeah, but
1: won't you have to support the team this time around? I don't think that's what Walt Poles is really interested in doing. I'm expecting your boy Bouchard to come around again. Bouchard I had got the... Uh, I was some French intel. you got to be kidding me that Bouchard is going for GC. Seriously. He had a good run at Burgos, so it wouldn't surprise me, actually.
0: But you still want to go he with it? too much time. If it's I, too late, you need to pick up the points throughout.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like if he, oh, You're right. Damn it. Oh, First week isn't that hard. Uh, the,
0: the, the, for context, the, by the butter. way, everybody, uh, Bouchard yeah. won KOM at the Vuelta in 2019 and KOM at the Giro this year. So when the man goes for KOM, he can get it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, apparently that's not going to happen this summer. I <laughs> hope he that, wins and I've uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Like, who do I switch to? Like, there's... Uh, it's not that straightforward. Like, someone on Oiskaltel, no way in hell I'm going for someone on there for k right? Like, Herada uh, or Martin, but Martin will likely hunt for GC in the early stage and also lose out on points that way. Uh, I would hope Aru goes for stage and just hunts for Kom. That would be amazing. But Aru is a good shout. That's... He's looking better, seriously. Like, he yeah, but he's not going level. for Kom. It's Aru. <laughs> I'd leave, love it, but no.
0: <laughs> leave Aru alone.
1: <laughs> come on. I think that I'm still gonna go for Bouchard. Like, come on. Okay. Like Don't you think Sean Busan will go for GC more likely? Probably. Yeah. But... Come on. He got sixth into the line. Okay. Then again, that wasn't really. Tour de l'Ain of the past. Did you know that day. Perry
0: Pantra was going for GC at the tour? Because yeah, apparently of he was.
1: Yeah, I know. They, they don't mind having
0: multiple people going for 10th on GC. That's what they do. All right, that's okay. all the jerseys wrapped up. I went with Walt Poles, redeeming himself after the Tour de France. I think that's everything, Benji, uh, that we need to say. We've picked our winners, picked our it's stage. Three
1: stage winners, like in general, that will win a stage. Come on. Roglic. I was. Yep. Ma- I, w- I meant like breakaway riders. This oh. is too easy to see Roglic, mate. Roglic oh. Phillips, oh. and
0: <laughs> I. I'm going with yeah, J Vine, Quinn Simmons, and you-, you want like real dark horses? Matsur Schmidt sure. was my dark Give horse, me one. and Christian Odd okay.
1: old- Christian Iking. Okay, I've got Andreas Kron.
0: Yeah, good shout.
1: I um, I think I'm also likely to. I was going to say the same rider that you said, but I forgot his name now because I don't know why. I think Juan P. Lopez will win something. And Bajoli is one of the riders that I have for a stage win. But Juan P. Lopez seems like, I don't want to say it, but he seems a bit overhyped based on his performances so far. Yeah, I know. Um, Like he's 24 and (laughs) sure he's from 97, the best year ever, but... It's likely not going to lead to a stage win here. So I'm going to ditch that idea that Juan P. Lopez wins the stage. I'm going to say someone different very quickly. And that rider is going to be... Will we see Mankey's doing something? Probably not. He's but I'm okay. here for a breakaway. No, Mankey, seriously, he can win a break. Like he that was I'm in... Mean.
0: Yeah, I have time. Mankey's was in really strong tour breaks and just didn't. They were just too strong for him. We've got the Harada brothers here. I hope Oru goes for a break. Pozzo will sneak into top 10 on GC. To Tobias Byron.
1: Aramburu.
0: No. Maybe.
1: He's <laughs> winning a stage. Like, somewhere he is winning a stage here. Come on. He has to. If he doesn't, shambles.
0: <laughs> the big question I have, which I didn't ask in the other previews to you, Benji, is when we should have do you think this will be an exciting Vuelta and how much do you think the absence of Pogacar is going to destroy the GC battle?
1: I think this will be an interesting Grand Tour because the Vuelta always always somehow makes it interesting. Last year I feel like at the start of the Grand Tour we had the feeling that it was going to straight up become Roglic City and at the start it somewhat became that but I feel like Karappa stayed in contention and did make it interesting for us but so it close. was relatively decided a bit to be honest. Like we were pretty on on point that Roglic was going to win it from like second week already, or like we said it beforehand, but like still, come on. But um yeah, I think uh if Roglic is in good form, like consistency throughout, then I do see him being a minute in front of people after a week. Yeah. But I hope that's not the case and I hope the other teams can really show something. I hope that Yates is better than we anticipate because we, we shouted Yates highly at the start of the season, but due to not racing, we've got recency buys and we haven't really named them too often today. So it's hard to guess what will happen there, but I think it will become an interesting Grand Tour and I think it's going to be fun, but I hope that Roglic has some competition. Lots of storylines with
0: young guys doing their first GT with Fine, Philip, uh, not Philipson, Simmons, Pidcock, and you know Andrea Bagioli is it his first GT. Like, really some young guys to know, done dumb, well to Young guys to watch out for. That's what I'll be really watching. And hopefully, there's some excitement with the better teams putting Yambo Visma under pressure. Uh, and yeah, echoing what you said about Adam Yates, Benji, Sprintfield, it's a little bit disappointing that we've not had you and contest a sprint you've had him contest a sprint in one grand tour we've not had sam bennett at any of the grand tours i guess is very disappointing for the viewer not to have the best two sprinters at two of the grand tours essentially after you and crashed out before he contested that stage three sprint um yeah i think uh that's a bit disappointing. <laughs> but not wanting to end on a negative note. I think there's a <laughs> lot of opportunities for guys to prove themselves at the end of this tour. And we have a lot of strong sort of puncher light guys, as I said, like Bancioli and maybe Hugh Carthy, big Hugh, now fifth favorite, fourth favorite, shocks us all. We didn't mention him too much. But as I said, if you like these previews, the big ones that take the most time to put together, you can support the podcast through a super thanks down below. Give us a review or a rating or Ko-Fi donation and we'll see you with the uh, Stage 1 recap of the Welter later this week. Give us all your comments and uh, maybe give us your stage and GC predictions as well, because it's always us getting laughed at on Twitter. Until then, ciao.